It's time for Thriller Thursdays here on the Mutual Audio Network, if you dare. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Welcome back for Season 3 of Neon Shadows, a noir tale. I'd like to thank everyone who backed us on Kickstarter, starting with our ultimate backers, Hazem Hanana and Eric Manring. Your names will go in the show notes as our sponsors for the season, and we appreciate your dedication to the show. At our Siren backer level, Brad Dancer and Kylie Smith. At our Gumshoe backer level, we have Drew, with no last name, Sean Pellington, Dave Ebersole, David Stanley, Courtney Marin, and Stephen Tidd. Thanks again for everyone's contributions. You're what keeps us going. If you're interested in helping out, but you missed our fundraiser, no problem. Head over to our website, neonshadowspod.com, and either click on the floating coffee mug to buy us a coffee, or go to patreon.com slash neonshadowspod. Now let's get to today's show. first time since my military service. I'm scared. Afraid I won't be able to protect the ones I love against what's to come. Sorry guys, I'm still coming up empty. We'll find him and we'll kill him. I'll kill him. Down, boy. You'll get your chance. I need to get back out there. He's hiding in the city somewhere. I'll be gone for a couple days. Wife and kids want to go to the beach. I suggest you give it a rest, too. Except I know you won't. Well, best of luck to you. It's not a bad idea, Dusty. I've had my nose buried in musty tomes for weeks. We could go see a movie, or we could go to a nice restaurant. I'll just go alone. But... Let him go. That's what he wants. But certainly not what he needs. You think you know what I need? I'm out of here. Not sitting all day collecting dust like one of your books. At least tell me where you're going. Hmm. Am I smothering him? Maybe let him be for a little while. Everyone needs space sometimes. Hopefully not you too. (laughs) No. Not yet, at least. (laughs)
trying to tell me what I can and can't do. I'll kill Gareth myself. And when you see Sam again, you can explain to him why he wasn't important enough to avenge. Hey buddy, that's a nice car you got. Mind if we take it for a test drive? Now is not the time. Gee, that's not so good. You see, we got places to be. My knuckles cracked as my hands clenched. Just hand me the keys and we'll be on our way. I'm sick of people telling me what to do! Actually, why don't I give you a ride you'll never forget? Ah! Let's get out of here! What in the hell are you doing? You... you can't just rip everyone to shreds! Whatever. I'm so sick of being bossed around. We can't stop if we want to catch up to Garrett. We let him build his strength, we'll just do it again. He'll kill our friends one by one. I've been training and getting stronger. I'm ready to fight him now. We found out that if I carry my medallion with me, I'm even stronger. So now it's always at arm's length. Usually on this chain around my neck. That should give me the edge I need to crush that piece of sh- I'm going, I'm going! I was heading to a supposed hideout for the Sorelli family. One Gareth may be hiding in. Unfortunately, citizens of Darkrim must now adhere to a curfew. The mayor is asking all residents to be behind locked doors by 10 p.m. at the latest. This time is tentative and may become one of many new rules in an effort to crack down on crime. Mayor Devlin is having a press conference tomorrow morning to address the changes. Some are saying his corrupt policies are why we are seeing the rise in crime. Devlin has been coined as a friend of Alfonso Storelli and the other leaders of crime families. Most of those claims seem baseless, but you can't deny the rise of illegal activity in Darkrim. This is it. A rundown hat shop that hasn't been open in years. Madeline's Hatteries. The neon sign was in pretty bad shape, tilted 30 degrees with the letters barely hanging on. Only half of it was lit spelling Mad Hatter with a Top Hat logo dimly pulsing. I noticed the cage over the facade of the door was lifted slightly off the ground with less snow accumulated than the window sills. Someone most likely used this within the last day. I pulled out my flashlight and clicked it on. I looked for any other telltale signs in my target. Nothing else on the outside. Time to head in. It would feel good to get out of the cold. It was the end of winter, but... She couldn't take a hint. Overstaying her welcome till spring kicked her out to the curb. Weatherman says we got another big snowstorm coming before the flakes turn to drops. <clears throat> the store was full of empty shelves holding nothing but dust. Not a single hat was around, which was odd. If this was a front, they weren't making much of an effort. Then again, why bother? Cops and criminals alike were on the payroll. There was enough crime in broad daylight being ignored, let alone a millinery in the bad part of town. A light suddenly flickered on in the bathroom in the hall. The door was open enough to shoot bars of strobing light across the ground. A gust of wind slid into the room and I saw my breath dissipating from its thin clouds. I buttoned the top clasp on my coat as I inched for the ajar door. I readied my pistol. If I could shoot Gareth before he turned, I might be able to kill him without too much hassle. I stood next to the opening. There was no one inside. I still checked it out, but I was right. Empty. Save for a bloody bandage, that is. The bandage itself seemed pretty fresh. 
that tells me whoever's wrapping this changes it often. If it were Gareth, would he even have the time to fight? Is he moving from safe house to safe house? Something isn't adding up and my guess is that there's some squatter here who saw this place vacant and is using it. Suppose I'll need to check down the hall. All clear. No sign of anyone. I started heading back to the first room with the entrance, but I felt a draft. In the middle of the hall, I got a nip of chilly air. I had a funny feeling anyways, but where was the breach? I shone my flashlight in all directions. That's when I saw it. An old placard on the wall signifying a staircase that was an alternate fire exit. Of course! There should be a doorway here. I felt along the wall till an expected ridge caught my fingers. Cool air seeped in through it. I pushed the false wall inward with a little elbow grease. Small tea light candles dimly glazed the floor in a sleepy orange glow. Judging by the size of them, they couldn't burn very long without needing replaced. Someone was here. It needed lighting along their footpath. I followed the guiding embers cautiously. I don't want to abandon the element of surprise. After quite the stroll, I found myself in what seemed like a small railway tunnel. There's absolutely no way I'm still beneath the hat shop. I must have walked a few city blocks worth. The tracks were too thin for locomotive, but maybe not for an old mining cart. Could this be an old prohibition passage? Never count out the perseverance of humans and their ability to innovate. I heard the faint echoes of male voices glance off the cavernous walls. Hopefully I wasn't walking into a trap or an army of Storelli goons. The sounds got louder and more clear as I shuffled along my subterranean path. They weren't far off now. Shooting would be hard in this dark, cramped environment, but the wolf would probably feel right at home. I allowed my senses to slip into a state of heightened sensitivity. There are perks to getting stronger as the wolf, such as my olfactory senses magnifying. Three men, sweat, musk. They haven't stayed in one place long enough to run a bath or eat a real meal. I'll bet they were sick of running, all except one. Gareth. I'm sure he was content living on the lamb. Exhaustion would soon get the better of them, and that's when I would make my move. In their sleep, I would kill Gareth. And I'll kill his cohorts, too, if they get in the way. But that's the life they chose. I crept up behind a box just out of their earshot. I suppose I was a little tired as well. Kind of against the rules of stalking prey to nod off, but using my gift has its drawbacks. After some time, I heard a rumble of snoring. They were fast asleep and it was time to make my move. My firearm was readied in one hand and my other was armed with a claw. I found a way to isolate singular functions like teeth and nails or whatever else proved useful. Just like I had sensed, three men lay on the ground in sleeping bags encircling a dwindling fire. A large man, who had to be Gareth, was the farthest away facing the wall. The other two were facing my general direction. I slowly ambled toward them, avoiding cans and refuse on the ground. As I started to walk past the two men closest to me, one of them lazily opened his eyes and they grew wide in seeing me. On reflex alone, I swiped my claws across his throat, leaving him to quietly bleed out on the floor. The other man shuffled. He stretched and I thought he would see me as well, but he didn't. 
I strode past, gun aimed at Gareth's bedding. All that was between he and my barrel now was ten feet and a sleeping bag. Oh, oh, holy shit, Mikey! What the hell happened? Damn it. It's you! That's not how it was supposed to go. I turned around to kill Gareth, who was no doubt waking up. But he wasn't there. A door swung shut to my left. He was getting away. I chased after him, allowing the speed of the wolf to take over. I was running on all fours now, gripping the concrete floors so tightly I felt my nails chipping up debris. I launched through hallway after hallway, bending, twisting, and turning, until I could hear his breathing. I salivated as I got closer and closer to a scared Gareth in full sprint. I lunged at him with my gaping maw of razor teeth wide open. As my mouth closed, I managed to get a mouthful of shirt, but I could not bear down fully. Metal was in my muzzle, and I couldn't chomp through. My fangs were sunken into rebar. I pulled it off my face and freed my teeth in time to hear the clanging of a ladder. But it wasn't Gareth. It was a guy with a similar build. I rushed over to see a manhole cover closing above. I swiftly ascended the rusty bars and burst through the hole to find myself in the middle of a bustling downtown street. I reverted back to my proper form immediately and scoured the area. The man was gone, and I was a naked fool in the heart of the city humiliated by those bastards once again. Hey kid, what the hell are you doing? You're gonna freeze to death. Get in here, you loon. I had him. He was right there at arm's length, at least, I thought. Who? Gareth! I tracked him to that hat shop. There was a bunch of tunnels underneath it, and it looked like Gareth had been holing up there with some muscle. So what happened? And why the hell are you alone? I had to do this on my own. I know I can fight. I can take him. I was just unlucky. The fact you're still alive makes me feel you're pretty lucky. I'm stronger than you guys think I am, okay? I can handle myself. What makes you think you can take him even if you found him? Listen, kid. Your training is going great, but you can't keep rushing down this dark road, and it only leads to ruin. He's hurt, you know. Gareth? Did you wound him? I I don't know who did it, but it's no small scratch. I could smell him on a bloody bandage. Judging by how he's losing you, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it wasn't his legs. Oh, come on, man. Out on a limb? Wounded leg? That's funny stuff right there. I don't know how you can make jokes at a time like this. Sometimes, kid, if you're not laughing, you're crying. And I ain't shedding tears today. You know, you don't have a monopoly on loss. We all miss Sam. And we all feel responsible in one way or another for what happened. And I'm telling you, they'll pay. They will all pay. But you can't let revenge cloud your judgment. You mean like you let it with Jonah? Maybe I'm stronger than you were. Maybe I don't need to take advice from someone like you. No kids have died on my watch. And you know what? I hope they never do. Because I tell you one thing. That's something I can't take back. It thumps in my head like a pounding nail every goddamn day. So spit your venom, kid. Just remember who has to lift that sheet at the morgue and say, Yeah, that's him. That's Dusty. And then who has to put you in a pine box and deal with this shit all over again? And I hope you are stronger than me. A lot stronger. Because from here on out, things get real hard. Even in the best scenario. Even if it all comes up aces and Lady Luck lays a smooch on that freckled ass of yours. We still won't come out of this unscathed. And just promise me, 
you won't go off on your own. What happens if one day you don't have your powers anymore? Or you're just plain unlucky and get caught by a stray bullet? We're stronger together, Dusty. Wolves travel in packs for a reason. I didn't respond. I couldn't argue with his logic, but I wasn't ready to stop being angry. Frank put his hand on my shoulder and I guess I felt a little less alone in that moment, however fleeting. I wish I didn't say some of the things I said to him. Another hard lesson in things you can't take back. Let's go grab a bite. Cabaldi's is still a decent place to get some grub. Heard the sun took over the joint. Yeah. I could go for some food. Well, you imbeciles couldn't even conjure one competent plan to grab that key, and the ones that tried are dead. You're all quite useless. I need to find a way to bring in some real reinforcements. Humans are much too simple. I hear you could use some help. I was hoping we could work together. You scratch my back and I scratch yours. You. You interest me. Not weak. Even the air around you smells like... like... violence. Shake my hand. I suppose that's what gentlemen do. Huh. Well, that was a shock. What was that part of the trick? I feel like I had a peek into your soul. That's because I was looking into yours. Tell me, how did it feel to take that boy's life? And are those little broken people frothing at the mouth over it? They've looked for me day and night. Won't be hard to stay a step ahead when they got blinders on. This is somewhat rhetorical since I've already peered into your mind. But you wish to kill Dusty and take his medallion? That would be of great help to me. But what wasn't clear was... Why do you need me? Couple of reasons. One being this gaping wound in my shoulder. Won't heal no matter what I do. Ugh. It's barely attached. There's something very familiar about the necrosis and the surrounding tissue. That's my second reason. Had a tussle with a hellhound and despite my unnatural abilities it hurts like hellfire. Spreads a little further each day. At this rate I'll be dead soon. You are a valuable asset and I won't lose you to a little nibble like that. I think this could be the start of a wonderful partnership. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Neon Shadows. If you want more Neon Shadows, head on over to neonshadowspod.com or on any social media platform as at neonshadowspod. Make sure to subscribe and rate us wherever you listen. The voices featured are Dan Faulkner as Dusty Willis, Amber Wren as Cordelia Amsel, Ian Knowles as Frank Dixon, Tyler Brown as Joe Sutton, Sean Goodrich as Ulysses, Dustin Krasinger as Punk, Logan Linkowski as news anchor. 
Scott Wilkins as Second Man in the Tunnel, Tim Duplissy as Andras, and David Alt as Gareth. The theme song is Neon Shadows, performed by Tambirian. Neon Shadows, a noir tale, was written by Ian Knowles. All rights reserved, Blunderbuss Studios, 2022. So, do you like comedy? If you do, then Friday Follies might be just the feed for you. From the Mutual Audio Network, every Friday we bring you a selection of hilarious audio drama. And you can find it wherever you find your podcasts. Just search for Friday Follies, or you could subscribe to the main Mutual Audio Network feed. It's up to you. Find us there. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together.